This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Kenny King Jr., and you're tuned in to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Stewie H., the UK's biggest Raider fan, and you're tuned in to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Wayne Mabry, a.k.a. The Violator, and you're listening to the Raider Cody Podcast Show. Get your ears on and get some of this. Yeah! What's going on, Raider Nation? Episode 4. Wasn't sure what was going to happen this week. It's been a crazy busy week. But we made it happen. I made some time. Been waiting on sweet baby Blair to show up. She showed up Wednesday morning, 9.02. A whopping 6 pounds, 14 ounces, 20 and a quarter inches long. She was only 20. But when I grew up, I was short, so I'm trying to get my babies every inch they can. So I convinced that nurse that that was 20 and a quarter, not just 20. You know how it works. But that's definitely the most exciting news I got this week. But with that being said, coming in a close second, I'm happy to finally announce on my podcast that I've teamed up with the Pillaging Podcast and just win, ladies, on the Raiders Podcast Network, man. And I am super pumped. I'll tell you what, I made some strides. I feel like we're finally getting in a position where I got a little groove. I really enjoy doing this podcast. Everything's, everything's falling in place. But Kenny, shout out to Kenny, man. I appreciate the opportunity. This wouldn't have worked without you. You're the one that made this happen, and I appreciate it. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to try and represent you guys the best I can, and I'm looking forward to working with all of you guys, man. That's you, Kenny, Che, Kane, Angria, Jenny, Heidi, and Mr. Hawaiian himself, Sean. Let's do this thing, guys. Let's grow this network into something that Raider Nation can really enjoy. But let's just jump into this next segment real quick before my babies wake up and they're crying and they interrupt me. But let's get this thing going, man. I got some third down hits for you. I got some facts. Let me hit you with them. Raiders have allowed league high 32 sacks and ranked 27th in PFF pass blocking efficiency after being in the top five the last three seasons. Colton Miller had a solid day. While battling Terrell Suggs for most of it, he allowed two pressures, no sacks, no QB hits. Jordy Nelson took 52 snaps, one target, zero catches, including a jet sweep that he obviously wasn't too thrilled to be a part of. 
Gary and Conley was targeted three times in 24 coverage snaps against Baltimore. He allowed one reception for 10 yards and had two pass breakups. Through week 12, Conley's 66.1 passer rating allowed when targeted ranks sixth among 119 cornerbacks that have played 100 plus snaps. Despite recent defensive improvements, our defensive line proved again on Sunday why we're the worst pass rushing unit in the league. I'll tell you, man, the Raiders have been giving us an up and down roller coaster. You know, it seems like uh, we're looking like every other week now we're going to look like we can compete. Then the next week, we just kind of fall on our face. Now, the main thing I want to just see the rest of the season, I understand that the fan base is a little bit split. I wouldn't say 50-50. Maybe about 75% of us still want to see us win. But for that other 25% that want to see us lose for that number one draft pick, the only... Uh, happy medium I'm going to find with you guys is I just want to see, I don't care about wins although I want to see us win I don't care about wins I just want to see us compete, that's it I'd rather take like this weekend against the Chiefs, I'd rather take a close loss and be competitive against Kansas City to give us some hope for next year and then you 25% of you fans are still happy about it, that's all I care about, give us a close game give us something exciting to watch I mean as depressing as it's been going to sleep, you know, with all these losses this year, uh, it doesn't hurt as bad as the first few weeks. Those first few weeks, you know, we had our hopes up. We were hoping, uh, you know, we're thinking playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. Chucky's back. You know, our, uh, our expectations were through the roof, higher than they've ever been. I'd say definitely higher than 2017. We thought we had all the pieces. We thought we had all the pieces in 2017, but then we had all the same pieces at one point and added a uh, what we thought a stellar coaching staff that's still under discussion, still yet to be proven. But for me, what I look at is we signed them to a 10-year deal, not a 10-game deal. So it's, uh, But it's just kind of something we're going to have to wait for. It's not going to happen this year. It's not going to happen next year. And that whole reason, you know, is I think uh, as, as aggravated as City fans are, you know, if you're from Oakland, and you've always cheered for the Oakland Raiders. You do have a little bit of an excuse in my eyes to be upset. I get it. Not because they're leaving, but because I feel like maybe between ownership and John Gruden, uh, we kind of have this plan where Mark says, hey, if we can't compete this year, tear this team apart and make sure we're ready by 2020. So, in my opinion, that's not really fair for the City fans that have been loyal to this franchise. I go there every Sunday and cheer for this team to hopefully be competitive, not to be torn apart and go into a rebuild so whenever they finally leave you that they can be competitive. But that's where I'm going to leave that. That's how I feel from both sides. I mean, I know a few guys like, you know, our own Raider Kane. He's a, he's a diehard local born and raised in Oakland, and he'll still be rolling over there to Las Vegas. Much respect to that. Much respect. I'm sure he does still feel a little a little uh, upset about the whole situation, but it's completely understandable, man. But coming off that, what are we supposed to expect Sunday? Good question. But for me, I expect a, I expect an upset. What do we got, a 15-point spread? I'm calling it, man. I'm calling the upset. I mean, there's been a, there's been a few 
Raider fans on my Twitter feed and in my DMs that I highly respect. I really respect their opinion. They're highly critical of the team most of the time, more than I am anyways. And for them to come out and actually have a, a weird feeling, that gut feeling about pulling off a win, that's real, man. That's a real thing if you're a real Raider fan. You get those gut feelings. You get those good feelings about a game. And even if it doesn't come out as a win, those gut feelings usually actually turn into, you know, a competitive game, hopefully. So I'm calling it. I'm calling the upset. We got a 15-point spread. I think I think we pull it off, man. I think we pull it off. It's just it all depends on how we come out that game. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that because we come out we come out firing. It seems like every game we got some of the. I think we're fourth. Are we fourth uh, in the NFL in uh, first drive touchdown percentage? I think we're fourth place. But I guarantee our offense is last in the fourth quarter. So that's what we got to figure out. I think uh, I think we got a chance here, but we need to figure out what we can do to get through an entire four quarters consistently. But we'll find out Sunday. Like I said, it's been a crazy busy week. I'm running off. Uh, I'd say maybe six hours of sleep the last three days. But that's all right. I wanted to get through this. I wanted to let you guys know what's going on. I want to put out a little episode for you. Give you something to listen to. Make sure you guys know my stance on this next Sunday's game before it happens. Got to get it out there. I can't, I can't go out there and call it and say that I was a believer after we won. It's not the way it works. But like I said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back. I'm going to get this family going. I'm going to make sure they're all straightened out, make sure my wife's getting healed up plenty of time so that in a week or two I can get back digging on this podcast and get back after it. But, hey, I'm going to wrap this up with this last segment. Make sure you call in my hotline every week. I'll cover your questions every single time. Call it in, man. 808-650-7220, man. And you'll be featured in this next segment. Let's take some questions. This is Raider VC calling the Raider Cody podcast from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Raider Cody with Gary and Connolly playing better by the week. Are we secure in saying that number 21 will be our next great corner? And is it finally safe to buy a Gary and Connolly jersey? Love this question from the homie Raider VC, man. Shout out to this guy. I woke up this morning to a uh, being stuck in a porn stash competition with a fake Photoshop mustache on my face. I mean definitely some entertainment coming from this guy this week but i'll tell you man gary and conley absolutely conley island is a real deal is it safe to buy his jersey yet you know i can't answer that question for anybody unless it has unless there's some john gruden jersey floating around out there i can't answer that question safely for nobody um it's one of those things man it looks good to see a, a number 21 out there in the silver and black you know playing his tail off week in and week out out there you know trying to prove himself constantly you know ever since last season all the all the backlash and everything that he's taken just for being injured you know Raider fans going at him uh, for being soft being weak not playing through his injuries uh, it feels good to you know see him getting the nation rallying behind his back all over social media man I love it so yeah just like uh, just like the great Namdi Asamoah Mr. Uh, 21 here, Gary and Conley, should be a big deal for the Silver and Black for years to come. Hey, Raider Cody, this 
is your boy Vince calling to see if uh, what your thoughts are on when AJ McCarron might see the field seeing as how this season has no hope for anything let me know what you think that's a tough one that's a tough one uh, for now I see AJ McCarron seeing the field every fourth quarter game where we don't stand a chance or it seems like our offensive line ain't holding up Kind of, kind of how it's been going. These little nagging injuries for Derek. We don't want to see him keep going out there and trying to play through them. It's not the way it's going to work, especially if it's uh, specific muscle strains or whatnot. You don't want to see any major injury like that. But I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say just maybe every tail end of the game. Um, for the most part, this franchise isn't going to get built around A.J. McCarron. And if it's going to get built around Derek Carr, whether it is or not, actually, you're going to see him out there. You're going to see him trying to learn the system more, improve himself more to John Gruden that he's the quarterback to stick around, you know, come Las Vegas. What's up, Brader Cody? It's WAP. So, some questions. Why doesn't this scheme work right now for our offense? Why doesn't Zan blocking this scheme work? Um, <clears throat> what's going on with our offense? Our offense looks really good at times, and it just sputters greatness, and then just straight disappointment almost every single time. What's going on with our offense? Pretty evident there's probably a left and right tackle, but our guards don't seem to be doing very well either. Um, what middle linebacker? Well, I mean, who can we get in free agency that can just kind of fill up the middle linebacker spot? Um, you know, free agency should definitely be what we're looking for next year because who knows what's going to be left after this year. But that's all I got to say. It's WAP. You guys have a good one. What's going on, WAP? I appreciate you calling in and giving me all your questions, all your concerns. I love it. But I tell you, this zone blocking scheme was obviously brought over with Tom Cable just because of Marshawn Lynch's greatest years in Seattle which for the most part I believe we've tried to incorporate this multiple times in our offense whenever Marshawn Lynch came in and that's when our offensive line started to regress a little bit uh, it hasn't been I don't know, it's been brought up a lot it's been brought up a lot I can't quite say that it sh that it's not gonna work you know um, but I'd say for players maybe like Coleccio simile that this system doesn't quite fit his style um, so you know, we'll see what comes of that. Uh, linebackers, and I'll tell you, man, middle linebacker is one of those positions that's going to be hard to find. I still see, I mean, although John Gruden has rolled with his, you know, rookie pick Cabinda, I still see him, you know, attacking just like we did this last year, attacking a veteran middle linebacker that's proven that can run an entire defense himself, try and bring him in there and see if we can fit and see if we can get any extra miles out of anybody. Not really sure. I can't really tell you. I don't think there's any real big name middle linebackers out there that pop out to me that could be in the silver and black. But there could be someone sneaky in there. Hopefully it's just not another guy that's on the tail end of his career that we're just trying to suck whatever life we can out of him. Other than that, um, I like seeing moving Markel Lee and finding a better role for him. I was really hoping at the beginning of the year that he was going to be our guy at middle linebacker. But seeing him at sam he's playing good he's still explosive and i love the energy that he brings to our defense no matter what position he's at i do want to see that guy on the field all the time but yes i agree 
I have confidence in our draft. Um, hopefully we maybe go after a little bit more drafting talent-wise rather than, you know, just for need. But in free agency, I agree. We got cap space. We're there. There's going to be a lot of guys that are cut from this, this team this year. That won't be there next year, so we're going to have to attack free agency and go after some, uh, you know, we're not going to break the bank. You know, we're, we're not like every other team. We can't just go and sign four or five players, and hopefully two of them are home runs. You know, we're, uh, we're attacking depth and, I think, uh, looking to build through the draft. So we'll see, we'll see what uh, comes up. But, but outside of defense, one name that I'm still going to be looking at in free agency, you know, someone that I'm not necessarily expecting to sign, but I wouldn't be surprised – Le'Veon Bell, man. I don't know what it is, but I'm still getting this weird feeling about him coming to the silver and black. But, I mean, don't we do this every year with top name running backs? We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I expect Gruden somewhere to make a splash on a big offensive weapon. You know, we see he wasn't going to work around um, maybe a, a fake wide receiver number one in Amari Cooper. Although he's a great talent. He wasn't going to pay him top dollar to not be a top player. So I see him uh, attacking free agency or attacking a trade and seeing if we can bring someone in that can uh, be the guy, be that elite player on offense that we need. But, yeah, guys, like I said, I'm going to get back after it. was a little bit shorter episode than I was uh, expecting this week, but it's all good. Shout out again to the Pillaging Podcast at Pillage Just for Fun. Make sure you check them out. Make sure you go to their page. Make sure you check out this sister podcast of Just Win Ladies. Both these, I tell you what, pills just for fun, no doubt best in the business, and Just Win Ladies. Men, if you can get it wrapped around your head that you can listen to a podcast with a couple women that know more than you do, then I tell you, give them a listen. You love what they talk about. So make sure you visit their Twitter pages. Make sure you visit... The Raider Podcast Network Twitter page at Raiders Podcast. Check them out. Looking forward to teaming up with these guys. And hopefully between the three of us, plus any new shows that join this network, you guys are completely satisfied with your Raiders news, man. So like I said, getting back to the family. Going to enjoy the rest of this week. Going to enjoy that upset on Sunday. And I'll see you guys next week, man. Let's go. Raiders.